Systematic. Systematic. Recorded in Humble Park, Chicago. Systematic podcast. Hosted by twin sisters. It's a magic podcast. Alexis and Samantha. Samantha. Just in case your friends ask. Systematic podcast. Hey, welcome to Systematic Podcast, the show about politics, pop culture, and, and sisterhood. sisterhood. So, per usual, it's your girls here. I'm Sam. And I'm Alexis. And I'm Fernando. Um, this is our end of the year episode, uh, last episode of the season, and we're doing like an end of year wrap up. Um, and yeah, we're here to introduce Fernando, who has been with us all year, a little bit behind the scenes. Yeah. If you've been listening, we have mentioned him before, but yeah, this is like the first formal introduction. Hey right? guys. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, should we start out by... Yeah, giving a little intro or like ta- talking about Fernando's background. And popping this bottle of Coquito that yeah. your mom so graciously <laughs> gave to us. <laughs> what do people need to know about you? You're from Chicago. Yeah, born and raised on um, Southwest Side. Shout out to like Market Park area. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, moved around a lot, to be honest. Uh, parents were divorced, so we all know kind of how, how that goes, right? Um, yeah. Eventually ended up in the suburbs uh, for a few years and came back for, for school, uh, back to the city. I went to DePaul University, studied PR and advertising, nice. um, and been living in the city ever since. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, we like kind of met through like some mutual friends, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like mostly through like Tati. Shout right? out to Tati, yes, yes, Tati, yes. who was our first <laughs> podcast guest. Um, Tatiana Hazel. And yeah, then we like kind of became like quick friends. And yeah, I remember I like invited you to my birthday party as yes. well. Like we were kind of like, oh, we kind of know each other, but that's like, I think like that's where our friendship actually started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Tati moved and then we were like, well, we're still kind of beef. <laughs> yes. And I just absorb all of Sam's friends. <laughs> <laughs> Low key. Yes, um, I mean, you guys are both wonderful. So was it was really easy to kind of just like vibe, yeah. Yeah, and then we got this grant at the beginning of the year, and which we can talk about like more later. But yeah, we like got some funding uh, to like expand our team, and I was talking to Fernando about it. Not really like with the goal in mind of recruiting him, but then he we were kind of like, this could work. Yeah, it kind of fell into place because I mean, <clears throat> even before the grant, we were already kind of like working together. But yeah, I think like it just kind of like naturally evolved into that because I think we were already, A, we were already friends and then B, I was already kind of giving you guys pointers on like what to do with the podcast and all of that stuff. But Mm -hmm. then once we actually got the grant, again, we'll go dive into it a little later, but it kind of formalized things a bit more. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, so so it worked out. Yeah, Fernando has been like so fucking helpful all year. (laughs) Really expanded our capacity in a lot of ways. But yeah, you primarily have been doing social media, kind of branding stuff. We launched our new season this year and you were like really like a big part of that, like new branding strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we did a new logo as well. Yeah. Um, The the cover, our cover for the season, you like connected us. Yeah, shout out to Evan and Alex. Alex. Yes, yes, yes. yes. The sweetest. (laughs) So yeah, right? That's like a little bit about like 
how we, we got connected, right? Is there something I'm missing? Anything else important? Fernando has a really cute dog. He's <laughs> Oliver. here too. Yes, Shout yes. out Oliver. We Aww. currently have a zoo. We have three cats and, and a dog. A dog. <laughs> <laughs> and only one of them belongs to Sam. <laughs> right. They might make surprise appearances. So do you want to talk about like your experience? And You've been working in like social media for a while, right? You're like really good at it and like know a lot of things yeah you mentioned you like studied pr and stuff in school right like what like made you want to go down that path yeah i guess i mean i didn't really i mean i think like most of us like i didn't really know what i wanted to do i just knew like okay i need to get my ass into college right especially coming from like a latino background but i didn't figure out what i wanted to do up until like maybe my second or third year of school originally i did think about like i really like journalism i was part of like this the high school newspaper and like the yearbook stuff right um so like i liked like the communications world um and depaul offered like a a pr and ad degree right Mm -hmm. so it's public relations and advertising so i was like okay i feel like this could be something that i could be good at and that interests me in general right so i started taking a few pr classes and that's i kind of like quickly found pr was too boring for me right like it was a little bit more like old school putting press releases over the wire, whatever the wire means. Um, Talking about the wire. (laughs) Shout out to your brother, no? He works in PR. Yeah, so tried PR for a little bit and I was like, okay, like I'm not really vibing with this. Um, Luckily, because it was the same degree, I was able to take a few classes in advertising as well. And that's where I kind of like was like, oh, okay, this is a lot more creative. Mm -hmm. I can like actually execute an idea and like create a campaign and turn something like an idea into something tangible, right? Or something that you put out into the world, which is kind of how I started studying more of my advertising kind of like lane and I focused in on that, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think you've been kind of killing it. You had like, (laughs) you've worked for like some pretty like big brands over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More recently to what, you kind of made like a bigger life recently, right? <laughs> yeah, I left Chicago for that. almost a year, right? I mean, I'm technically back now. I'm not sure for how long, but... Uh, to be determined. Yes, yes, yes. This winter is not... It's not my it's not my gig. It's not my judge. Like, I'm not <sighs> here for it. Chicago winter, <laughs> man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, last year I decided to quit my corporate job. I was working at uh, RX Bar, right? Uh, protein bar company, if you guys don't know what that is. Yeah, I mean, you guys know like, what it is, but like, listeners. Like Kellogg company. Yeah. yeah, we were bought out by Kellogg. Um, and to be honest, like, I feel like that did, you know, play into my decision on leaving in a way. Um, you know, just going from like a startup environment and like a very close knit culture and like where everyone's rooting to each other or for each other. And then, you know, you, you grow or you're bought out by like a larger corporate organization, you know. I mean, you just become a brand in the portfolio. So like, that was a whole thing anyway. Mm-hmm. Point being is I decided to leave, especially with like, I don't know if like there's any social media managers listening, but with the, with the pandemic, right? And like when, when all of this started, like it was all on social, right? And our social, like social media managers everywhere were inundated with it. You couldn't like get away from it. So that, like everybody was just like on their screens. Yeah. Yeah. And it also kind of, it came around the same time as George Floyd, right? So it like, these things were all kind of like really stressful yeah 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 and i don't think they prepare you for that like as a social media manager right like you are just the person behind the screen responding to these people um but for me it really highlighted like i am largely affected by what's going on especially like having friends of color right and being part of that community as well where it's like 
I need to prioritize myself. And literally my hair started fucking falling out. I think oh, you guys yeah. knew that. Like alopecia is real, especially like in men. So like y'all need to start taking your finasteride, hit up uh, hims and hers. Oh my gosh. Shout out to them. See if they give this us a sponsorship. This is not a sponsored ad. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, my body. Hair is important. Literally, yeah. So like I needed to listen to my body. And I think that was like... That was like the eye opener for me. Like I was like, yo, like your body is literally telling you that there is something wrong. Yeah. Have you heard of this book? It's called The Body Keeps the Score. No. It's like a really popular book. It's actually on the bookshelf right there. Um, but oh, there nice. it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's about like psychology and trauma, but like in so many ways, just how your body is like keeping score of like what you experience throughout your life. Yeah. Don't acknowledge that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think also like for us, like coming from like Latino, Hispanic, what have you, like backgrounds where like, and it's not in our culture to talk about it, you know? Uh, so I, I grew up like in, in a home where like this, it was normalized to an extent, right? Like when you just say like stress is like everywhere, right? Um, but at one point you do kind of have to listen to it. And again, like when your body is literally manifesting those anxieties and those traumas and what have you, like, listen to it so so what you do <laughs> so again I decided to leave I was like let me rip the band-aid off a lot of this came from work right and like I knew that and although it was really scary to do it I needed to prioritize myself and my mental health and again listen to my body and so quit my job decided to move to Mexico City a okay. few months later uh-huh and now I'm back so yeah but you were traveling around to different places in Mexico, right? Yeah, it was me and Ollie for a minute, as Oliver's my dog. And, oh, also to like give you guys some context, like we literally did a surgery for him like right before I left, you know? Not only was I dealing with the pandemic, George Floyd, but I also was like thinking my dog was gonna die. Oh. So <laughs> luckily he's fine. Um, he's, he's a little pirate dog now. He only has one eye, uh, he's but very he's- Very cute and he's yeah. healthier. Exactly, and he's like just got back from being in like Cancun for two months and also being in Puerto Vallarta for a month and a half. And so we've been traveling Mexico, uh, Mexico in general uh, yeah. together. It's been pretty dope. He's like my best friend. <laughs> yeah, he's the best. So it's like, um, just like a sabbatical, like self care, like self, like self discovery. Self discovery year. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did a lot of reflecting, wanted to just, uh, again, focus on myself and really figure out what it is that I want out of life, out of work, yeah. out of relationships, you know? Yeah, that's so important. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people just like be on autopilot and kind of go through the motions exactly. of life. That is really important and like good that you took the time to question like, yeah, actually, yeah, maybe I'm not happy here and like, what do I want for myself? So. Agreed. That's still. Um, yeah, so if you're thinking about quitting your job, y'all should do it. <laughs> I mean, have a backup plan, obviously, right? But like. I mean, yeah, I also like, I had quit my job in like 2019, but I think both of us had a decent amount of like money saved when we yeah. did it. Like, yeah. which if you can do it that exactly. way, I would. Strategic. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a privilege to be able to do that, you know? Sure. Um, so yeah, be yeah. smart about those decisions as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but be willing to take the risk. Exactly. It could lead you to, to great opportunities. Yeah. Agreed. Or yeah. just in general, just like take some time off. Like it doesn't have to be for a whole ass year, you know, like literally just like if you need the time, even if, I mean, maybe even talk to your manager about it. But like, I think like conversations about mental health are being more normalized now, right? Yeah. Where it's like, you can't just like sweep that shit under the rug anymore. Like right. it's a, it's a serious issue. And I think like these last couple of years have really 
taught us and companies that, you know, they need to take it seriously. So for sure. Busting in disguise in a way, I guess the last couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. So, I mean, as the listeners can probably tell, this episode already like looks like a little bit different yeah. than than most, right? I mean, yeah, normally we kind of start with like current events um, and like what's going on in the world, but um, since this is like the end of the year episode, we're like switching it up a little bit. We have the special guest. First boy, right? Yeah. First boy. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. First queer. Well, actually, no, not first queer. Just kidding. That, that's not true. <laughs> Cis boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First cisgendered gay queer man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, love it. But yeah, definitely, definitely new for us which is dope and we're here to like uplift women and queer yeah, it's always been women, right but it's like let's also talk to other marginalized communities specifically within the focus of people of color right yeah, yeah definitely um so yeah we're like super happy to have you and yeah you've been like such like an important part of like our growth this past year um yeah so. should so we, I want to talk about that more, but should we talk about like some of like our big highlights for the year, like as a podcast? Yeah, yeah. So we're like we're wrapping up the year. Yeah, as a podcast, I think we <laughs> low key did a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we even doubled our numbers of followers on Instagram. To be honest, like pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean through pandemic, it's yeah pretty. Yeah, you and I were talking about this yesterday, right? Like, I mean, there's always room for improvement and we always want to be doing more. But the fact of the reality is at least we didn't go on a hiatus, right? Like point being is it's like so many podcasts in general don't really survive past like a year, right? Um, I think the average is like six months for people who like start podcasts. Like, yeah. For at least like from the ground, like no funding kind of thing. Yeah, so that brings us to like our first like major big highlight for 2020. 2021, which was winning this grant from the Field Foundation mm -hmm. for media and storytelling. Mm -hmm. um, and that grant like really helped us build capacity as a podcast in so many ways. But one of like the major ways was us being able to bring another person on the team, which was Fernando. It wasn't, we didn't have like the biggest budget. So like <laughs> for Fernando to like want to like work with us on the yeah. team and like bring all of his skills like we couldn't have like found like a better like teammate to join us yeah oh, thank you no thank definitely you. not <laughs> um don't pay him enough <laughs> <laughs> no i mean the things it's also like i mean luckily i was living in mexico right so like i, I think it, it all kind of like fell into place and i was like we're already doing this right and like the fact that we even have a budget to work with like I don't know. I feel like there's just like so much uh, opportunity and potential with with the podcast, right? And the fact that like someone like the Field Foundation like actually like they reached out to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that they believe in our vision is like pretty empowering. So yeah, very like affirming. Yeah. So shout out them. Yeah, that was definitely like huge. Like sometimes I like remind myself I'm like, oh yeah, I've been doing a podcast for two years and we're funded. Uh, yeah, literally. That's dope. The fact that we can say that, right? Like, yeah. how many podcasts exist out there that don't have any sort of funding? Which. And do you want to talk about like some of the other big highlights? Yeah. What? Uh. What? What? I'm like, what were some of the other? <laughs> I think uh, our partnership, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We got our first, yeah, paid partnership. 
like Instagram content with this uh, Chicago like tourism effort, right? Yeah, yeah, it's basically like Chicago's marketing agency, right? Called True Chicago. True Chicago. And they reached out to us like, cause they're looking for people who are from different communities in mm -hmm. Chicago who can like authentically speak about like assets and like, the like um, great things to do in different parts of the yeah, city yeah. that aren't like normally looked at as like places to go for tourism. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like people come here and they're like, let's go to the Mag Mile or like go downtown. Yeah, yeah. There's more like, to Chicago than what's like in, downtown. Right, like can we, so they reached out to us because we're from Humble and they're like, we want to basically like partner with you to like uplift and highlight mm -hmm. your community. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, that's been like, yeah, cool. Like having this opportunity, like getting paid to like, <laughs> no one saw fine. that. <laughs> um, yeah, getting paid to like uplift our, our community that we grew up in and like, yeah, yeah, just some of like our favorite like community like spots and places to go. That's been really fun. Yeah, and then I think also like there's a lot of businesses and attractions here that deserve like the traffic, right? Like it's like yeah. a little hidden gem here. I mean, yeah. Yeah, so that's been a pretty cool opportunity and like just gave us the experience of like working on a project like that. Yeah. yeah. First paid partnership. And again, like, I mean, we we're just funded and we we're also like getting some funding from like uh, the yeah, city of Chicago, you know? Like. Yeah. We also like were like uh, in like a, a small campaign, sneaker <laughs> streetwear campaign um, for like this like Adidas Bad Bunny release uh, for Notra. That was really sweet. Yeah, they reached out to us. Similarly, they were like, what are some like Puerto Rican like creatives, creatives mm -hmm. in the city mm -hmm. that um, could like help, uh, yeah, just like, yeah, highlight the launch of the shoe. Um, so that was really cute um, as well. And what else? We had uh, our first in-person event. Yep, a systematic function. Yep, yep, a yep. systematic function. Yeah, we did a live taping. We made some merch that was mm -hmm. pretty cute. Yeah, we had Yaya come back and um, interview us, which was like, yeah, different. And yeah, it was so dope just to like see like our community come out, especially like just like everything we've been through with the pandemic. Right. Um, and this, this event, we did it in the summer when Case numbers in Chicago were like super low yeah yeah so it was beautiful to be able to and people were like person. vaccinated and things yeah, like that post um yeah and yeah we got to meet like listeners and like people that came out that like we hadn't like met before or, like mm -hmm. you know like people I didn't even know it was nice to like put faces to names I mean I wasn't even there but point B is like there was somebody like I, when I was putting that video together I was like oh dope like so many people showed up and showed out and like you know it's nice to feel like the work you all are doing that we're doing is like being well received and like yeah yeah, yeah it was nice to see people physically together like as like a like a visual representation of like the actual community yep. like if you looked around the room it was like people from like all different backgrounds like um and like identities and like body types and ability and it was just like really sweet to be see people having a good time
David Davis's performance was definitely like the highlight of the event. Um, he's amazing, and um, yeah, I can't wait to uh, do do more events, and we'll definitely have him at the next one for sure. Yeah. So we did a lot this year. Super proud of us. And do we want to wrap up this kind of like podcast review segment by saying like each of our favorite episodes? Yeah. Cool. Cool. Does anyone want to start? Uh, yeah, I guess we can go like left to right. <laughs> um, let's see. My favorite episode, I would probably have to say, was the one that we brought uh, Alex and Sada on, right? Um, I think that was back Alex, in- Jenny, and Sada Dowd. Yes, 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 yes. In June, yes. Yes, you, uh, Alex being the first, you know, trans Asian woman that we bring onto the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, super fucking beautiful, by the way. I hope you're recovering well, baby girl. Love you, miss you. (laughs) And Sara, you know, Sara being Arab and, um, you know, non-binary. It was really cool to see the representation on the show as well. And I think it's stuff that we want to, uh, you know, expand uh, going into 2022. So really excited about, you know, bringing on more queers as well. So yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No, I love that episode too. I mean, yeah, the fact that they're like therapists and able Mm -hmm. to like care for like their clients in like that really like special way by like representing like marginalized communities. I think, yeah, my like favorite episodes too were well, also the fact that besides from them being therapists, they're like really close friends, and so like those of were Fernando's. They're close friends of yours, but they, they themselves. Oh, so yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, uh, they, y'all should go listen to the episode as yeah. well if you guys haven't listened. But yeah, they like met during like their internship program, and they've been all they've been inseparable since then. You know. So, yeah. yeah. So like yeah, just the fact that they're like friends and support each other. Those were like some of my favorite episodes, right? Because yeah, yeah. like. Mm-hmm podcast is about politics and pop culture and like important things in the world but it's also about like sisterhood and more broadly like just um people like supporting yeah like friendship yeah yeah yeah. and i think it's like uh the whole idea of like chosen family right like sisterhood yeah it's like there's sister in that but like like what does it mean to us like to me it's like a sisterhood is like you know supporting one another and your community and uplifting Mm -hmm. each other so um i think they're a perfect example of sisterhood Yeah. yeah Yeah, so some of my, like, one of my favorite episodes would probably be, like, um, like, maybe, uh, the episode we did for Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. It's a really good one. Um, with Melanie and also Sarah. Yes. Um, a different Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> um, yeah, them, like, both being, like, domestic violence advocates and, like, really close friends, like, just, like, doing really powerful work in their field. It's, like, it's just, yeah, those are just, like, really beautiful stories to me. Definitely. Yeah, I really um, love that episode too. I think their stories are like really powerful and um, everything they've been through and stand for. And I know a lot of other um, people can relate. So yeah, I'm super like grateful that we're able to tell um, those types of stories. I think that one episode that really like stands out for me um, this year was definitely the Stop General Iron campaign with Yaya and Trinity. The fact that like Yaya was literally like on a hunger strike during the interview is crazy. And yeah, Trinity just being like high school, like youth activist, we were pretty much like the first, like kind of like media, like platform to have them on and like share um, what they were working towards. Yeah, and a few weeks later, I mean, it became like national news, no? Like it was like picked up by like some pretty big outlets. Yeah, like it it went on to be covered by like Vice and like a bunch of like much larger like media outlets. And um, yeah, just to see the campaign grow and like go to like the EPA and like actually be successful and get the permit denied and stop 
this like harmful polluter not pollute yeah. the lungs of a black and brown community and just to like be a part of like uplifting that and like raising awareness around like what was happening in the work they were doing and the fact that like young women are like at the, at the forefront, forefront of this yeah. resistance yeah yeah i mean um, and y'all were out there doing work too right i mean there were also like physical manifestations that they were kind of like making as well so yeah in, in the streets yeah we i mean we we came to out to support yeah yeah, yeah being extra extra bodies in the ground. bodies on the ground we did do a one day solidarity hunger strike as well yeah just like doing what our small part but yeah that was like a really powerful episode that that stood out to me especially because i think it's like one example of how like community organizing exactly. can actually like Make be an successful yeah. a lot of people think like community organizing or like protesting or like grassroots efforts like Sometimes people think they're like a waste of time or something. And it's like, no, there's like at least one example that I can point to and be like, no, this worked and had yeah. an impact and like they protected their community. So yeah, I think that there's always more that we can do and always better that we can do. Yeah, yeah. But say like, thank you guys for all of the work that you guys oh, put into you. the podcast this year. Why <laughs> <laughs> you make that face. You me? <laughs> Not to pat myself on the back, but I'll I think you. I'll pat you. <laughs> Yeah, just more stories to be told in, in 2022 um, and hopefully better, um, not better stories, but like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, content or, yeah. Hopefully less COVID updates at some point. Hopefully less of that. Um, Get your boosters, y'all. Yes, please. Um, yes. <laughs> right. Okay. With yeah. that being said, I think we're going to kind of like switch over. We want to do like kind of like an overall year for, in review of like some of the biggest pop culture and political moments, right? Yep. Cool. Uh, do we want to start with the top three political moments? Yeah, I'll try and keep it short. The first big political moment of the year, obviously, we have to start with Jan the January 6th in insurrection um, at the Capitol where a bunch of um, lunatic traitor Trump supporters like <sighs> tried to like basically do a fucking coup and like overthrow the, overthrow the fucking election because Trump lost and is a loser. <laughs> um, <laughs> it gave me very, what's that movie? Oh. That fucking movie where like they all kill each other for like about a day. Oh, the purge. Yeah, like very, very purge. purge. I was like, what? Vibes. Yeah, no. Um, I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> <laughs> um, so like we're making jokes about it, but like that shit was super fucked up, and it's yeah. gonna have like long term consequences for our country, like, and elections. So like after that happened like a bunch of like republican controlled states have like enacted a bunch of like fucked up election laws and like there was remapping because of the census so like there's new like gerrymandered like voting districts all across the country so like the 2022 election Wait, what does that even mean okay for the people like gerrymandering yeah. um gerrymandering is like so yeah it's a term used to it's describe. when um lawmakers like redraw legislative maps so like in the city we're doing this on the city level so like okay. in the next year like your alderman might be different because they're redrawing they're redrawing so they're like expanding their imaginary borders yeah the boundaries like, gotcha. of okay. 
what alderman controls what area or what like senator or congressman controls different areas. So like gerrymandering is like when you draw those maps, like you draw them in a way that favors a political party yeah. or like disenfranchises like communities of color. Um, so on top of like this being a big year for like remapping and gerrymandering and then because of the census because of the census which also was an issue right? yeah, yeah there's like well but basically yeah. the the insurrection yeah there's a lot of implication for like the next like our elections in the future because like will like extremists like and conservatives continue and to yeah. like try and like throw out like valid democratic elections and will we see like a resurgence of like voter disenfranchisement of communities of color so that was fucked up um definitely takes a cake i would say yeah, yeah. the next political moment of the year we had vaccines like we the had vaccine came out covid vaccines being developed and start to be distributed all across the country it was pretty slow at first like you had to like wait to be eligible um but now like everyone in the country can get a vaccine which i think would like i'd like to point out i mean that's a privilege right like i was in mexico when the vaccine came out and like the the way that they rolled it out was just so much slower and like the access to vaccines so like i think we should feel privileged to have access to them so quickly and yet we have people that don't take up but right so it's obviously like became become like a political and like controversial issue but yeah it's a huge medical breakthrough like it's saving people's lives the fact that the whole world like was able to invest like resources into the science to be able to develop this in such like um record time like it's it's a really important medical advancement. Um, vaccine, vaccines in the past, like polio vaccines, measles vaccines, have like every time we have one of these advancements in medicine, we like see like just like people being able to live longer and healthier mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. So that's my take. Um, fortunate for the vaccines, even though we're still going into the third year of the pandemic, yep. and this shit is fucked up because everyone. We can't get everyone to work together. So that was number two. Two pretty big points so <laughs> two, far. Two pretty yes. big. Uh, was, we said this is a big, this is a year-end wrap-up. Yep. Yeah, um, there's a lot more, obviously, to be said about each. But yeah, yeah. What's, what's the third? Real quick, just quick uh, summaries. Uh, yeah, the third one is the fight to like maintain abortion and reproductive rights in this country. Yeah, this year we had a conservative majority court ruling on like really important cases and in the next year we could see like decisions that really historically roll back women's like access to reproductive uh, medical care and the right to make decisions over their bodies. So that's the bad news, but I'm disassociating <laughs> like that. This is the reality going into 2022 that like we might be moving so backwards in terms yeah. of like restricting and limiting women's reproductive access. It's yeah, it's terrible. My it's a really hard. Yeah, it's a hard thing to even to, like comprehend to cope with. Yeah. yeah. But it highlights the struggle, right? Some and things. it gives it gives the <laughs> gives us the opportunity to like um, to like plug in and like become stronger advocates for for the things that we believe in. 
And um, yeah, to end the segment on like a bright side and another political event that was a moment of progress this year was the FDA approving the abortion pill during the first 10 weeks of pregnancy to so that women can access it through the mail like yep. without having to see a doctor no um, matter where they are no any anywhere in the country so that like um it's really important for women to have that access especially yeah. in places like texas right where like what was happening where there's like year. abortion bans illegal yeah. now yeah, yeah, to yeah. Get an abortion in texas crazy so the fight continues and um it's really important for everyone to to be involved in that and to continue to advocate for for things that are hard to talk about. Yeah, make an impact in your local community, right? Get involved. Yeah. You're just your family. That like yeah. it literally rolls up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, super grateful to, to be in Chicago and a place that we have like such good access to um care and resources, reproductive resources. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm glad that there's at least that new um development that that women hopefully can access women and people. Um who give birth can access all across the country but yeah so that was it that was a political event i tried to do it quick (laughs) yeah no that was good that was good all right sam do you want to switch over to pop culture yes let's do it um pop culture lots of things happened this year um one (laughs) one thing we're laughing for no reason it's literally just us drinking too much cookies sorry guys um one thing that i want to talk about that just like happened like this week was like the end of the series insecure this show started in 2016 so even more than just like a year this year event like it was like the last half of a decade this show like was like you know integrated into people's lives and um yeah i i saw like so many of my peers on social media this week like just like making so much space to like remember the show and like say like what it meant to them in their lives specifically like black women um yeah just like really appreciating the show and Issa Rae the, the creator um so yeah I, I like wanted to acknowledge that because yeah I just felt like it was like a huge like cultural moment Issa Rae is like the first black woman to have a show on HBO um so like and she's super young too no like how, pretty how young yeah, I think like- to be like a direct direct produce and star and yeah. write your own show um she's killing it i remember when the show like first came out just like having like debates with people about like about like the content because it's kind of like showing like women black women like living like everyday lives and you know the title of the show is called insecure and it's just like a very like real authentic show about like how like you know people don't all have it like all together but like you know they're figuring it out and one of the main pillars of the show was like this friendship between isa and molly, molly. yeah um so i haven't i i'm like i haven't seen the last episode yet i'm like i'm still catching up yeah I, watched saw it, it. yeah I watched it yeah. um yeah i don't know it felt like i feel like so many people are kind of like closing a book with this in a way you know like yeah. i do feel like it's it's impacted so many people more than what I really thought about. I think in the beginning, to your point, like people weren't really following it as much. And then like, as like maybe season two, season three came out, like people like really got into it. But um, I think we identified ourselves with so many of the characters in a way, right? Very relatable. Yeah, and it shows like um, a really raw take on like what relationships look like, whether that's like a friendship or your relationship with your parents or like trying to like do your own shit and like, you know, so I don't know, it like was very intimate. 
Yeah, even in the last season, she's like, you know, has her own like like nonprofit or, or like organization that she's And you running. see it grow. You see it grow. You see like... it growing, but then she like did that panel and eat, they asked like, what was the most like, what was the moment that you knew you were like going in the right direction or something like that? And she's on this panel and she's like, honestly, like I still don't know or something. Like she's yeah. like, I'm still like just figuring it out. Yeah, and yeah. I just thought yeah. that that was like very authentic. Yeah, I mean, her character especially is like really like vulnerable. It's like about yeah like her trying to um step into herself and like mm -hmm. create like a life that's meaningful yeah and i think it's it shows like her journey with what we go through like the imposter syndrome no like literally it manifested that in the in the show like she's talking to herself into her reflection and amping yeah. herself up and like because most of the time like we're our biggest like enemy Critics. like we're the for only sure. people standing in the way of each other and like yeah for a show to be able to like highlight that and like get that message across is i think pretty powerful no yeah definitely i can't wait maybe i'll go finish the last episode after this um but yeah, I mean, just like really proud of Issa Rae and what she's been able to accomplish. And I can't wait to see like what she does next. Cause yeah. you know, she only stopped doing the show so that she could like tell new stories and do do even more. So yeah. And she started the show with like a web series, right? Yeah. It was, oh, yeah, it was like on a YouTube, small yeah. web series mm -hmm. that she did herself, like with like a smaller team and it got picked up by HBO. So it's like really a testament of the power of her creativity and also the fact that like, if you have like a vision, like a creative vision, like you never know where it can take you. Yeah, just do it. Just do it, put it out there and you have to be like, Definitely. You know, who's watching? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that was like one huge cultural moment I wanted to talk about. Another one that I wanted to talk about was we freed Britney, y'all. <laughs> we did it. It yes. was us. We. <laughs> systematic podcast <laughs> you're welcome um no uh yeah britney spears uh was you know uh let go uh liberated, liberated from, from her abusive conservatorship yep. that she was in for like 10 years like literally insane that she was just like didn't have autonomy over herself or her body for for 10 years and yeah i think that after um you know the documentary that came out the free britney documentary and like all of her like fans and like people really on the ground like pushing for yeah actually um, a podcast her. is what kind of brought this on the radar actually like they, there was the i think like literally the podcast is like free britney no yeah um, yeah her fans that start like helped start and push this movement forward yeah and yeah i'm like you know happy happy for her to like have that autonomy back and you know uh, this show we like take time to primarily try to center women of color obviously and it's like okay yeah britney is is a white woman but like it was so crazy to me that i was like man like this fucking like famous ass like rich ass like white woman like she can't even have justice like yeah like justice or like freedom like if she can't have it like what does that mean for any like it was like man there's yeah no for sure. Hope. I mean, also, she, I mean, she just, she's had like a huge impact on the world of pop yeah. culture. Most yeah. of us grew up with her too, Queen. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 literally. Yeah, exactly. I mean, world superstar. So it's like yeah. this world superstar, like can't even have, yeah, like justice, like no, so no one else can. So like, it just like is a glimmer of hope now that she like at least um, is getting returned some of that. I mean, there's damage done for I sure. I don't know if it's a glimmer of hope because like the like justice system always like traditionally yeah, yeah. Works and I think in like, the favor of white women. People. <laughs> but I'll say it's really like it's still just like beautiful to see her like free yeah. and like 
as crazy as she is. As she's squealing on Instagram. But I I'm here for it. Interesting social media content. But um it's beautiful to see her free and like like being an advocate like for injustice. So um I wish her healing. Yeah, no, definitely me too. And she's like getting married, I think, now. So yeah, happy Yeah, I think they're engaged now. So happy for her. Um, and like, yeah, hopefully, you know, that's just one story that we tell about women being liberated. And yes. hopefully there's, you know, many more on uh, that scale in 2022, specifically black and brown women incarcerated, people with mental health, disabilities, uh, things like that. So that was a huge moment. And I had one more that uh, is also related to mental health. I wanted to talk about Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka. Simone Biles, uh, obviously, you know, Olympic athlete. Naomi Osaka, um, tennis, tennis champion, champion uh, one of the best tennis players in the world. Um, and she's super young. Both of them separately like started these huge conversations around mental health this year in in the sports world that I think has like really like per permeated. Is that the term? Beyond that, just like yeah, social like pop culture, public discourse. Yeah, uh, Simone Biles chose not to participate in the Olympics in in certain um, yeah like aspects fields that she was supposed to compete in um, because she wasn't feeling well mentally and. Uh, we talked about this before. Yeah, I mean, Naomi Osaka also chose not to compete. Well, I think one of the main things she did was that she chose to not do the um, interviews right after the matches, which, like, I think you get fined or something. You have to, like, pay a bunch of money if you don't do, like, the interviews or something. And she was like, I'm going to pay that what? shit. Yeah. Like, she was like, I'm going to pay that shit. It's worth my peace of mind to not have to, like, be fucking, like, prodded and harassed yeah, 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 in front of a reporters camera. right after yeah. I just, like, yeah. won or lost, like, this, like, competition that I put, like, my whole body yeah, and, yeah. like, blood, sweat, and tears into. And they um, deserve, like, a little... Yeah, <laughs> they treat them like... It's just crazy. Like, they're yeah, they're... Sure. Yeah, yeah, literally, literally. And, like, especially being, like, black women in, in these sports, like, tennis is a super white sport, and, like, yeah. they ask, like, really wild questions. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, like thought that that was like so powerful for both of them to yeah, make those decisions for themselves and say like this is important my mental health is important and it just like created so much room and so much space for people in like all different parts like, of the world right? and, yeah, yeah. Uh, not just in sports to be like this is important and I need space too so yeah I thought that, that yeah, was it's like legitimizing like self-care and prioritizing yourself and your health which is really hard to do when you live in a capitalist society that yeah. pressures everyone to like work yeah. despite yeah like <laughs> so. i said earlier right like listen to your body right but like we live in a world where you are like yeah like told it, not to do that if you're not through. Yeah. if you're not doing something that's like making money then you're not doing anything yeah and Life that's not true much more than that and balance and we all deserve to create some peace and joy yep. so so yeah that was um some pop culture things that happened this year. Cool, um, do we want to kind of wrap things up with a little piece of advice to ourselves in 2022? Advice yeah. to your future self. Did you wanna go first? <sighs> uh, sure. I think I would tell myself, my 2022 self would be to just like listen to myself and follow my gut. I think that, yeah, just that. It's a good one. Yeah. 
I will say to my future self, don't be so hard on yourself. You're probably doing great. I do like really like bad, like negative self-talk sometimes, I'm, like super critical of myself. So 2022, I'm gonna remind myself that I'm killing that, it. Bad bitch. Bad bitch vibes. Nice. 2022. I want to continue to encourage myself to like make moments of, of joy and like things to look forward to throughout the year. Like whatever goals you have and like professional goals and creative goals and stuff are important, but like we get caught up in things and I think we should have like the relaxation goals and yeah. like take that trip, take that day off. You deserve it. Yes, yes. definitely. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, dope um yeah shout out all of our listeners thank you guys so much for rocking with us for two and a half years now right that's yeah. crazy we love you guys we wouldn't be here without y'all yeah yes yes, so, yes, yes. peace happy new year be safe get boosted wear mask your mask yes. <laughs> be tested too yes. love each yes, other yes, yes. be kind to each other yes. be kind to yourself Okay. Be kind and to yourself. <laughs> Bye. Peace. Yeah, 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 yeah.